You're listening to The Big Show. They score! With Russick and Rose. He rips the puck off the bar and in. His second goal of the game makes it 5-0 Flames. Ready to go now. On the official home of your Calgary Flames. Robbed by Markstrom. What a save. It's loose. And Markstrom makes another miraculous stop. This is Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Oh, hi there. It's hump day. It's a hump day. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Hump day! Or as we like to call it around here, Joey Chestnut's Eve. (laughs) Yes. Uh, the, The GOAT, the world champion. Greatest of all time, Joey Chestnut. Uh, we hope is scheduled to join us in studio tomorrow. Wait, what? Why did you just like temper the well, expectation? Ju- just for a in second? case, I thought, like, I, don't I thought know. it was confirmed. Yeah, it is confirmed, but okay. I like I don't know, like travel, like issue. I don't logistics, know logistics, man. Yeah, Things logistics. Can happen, right? S happens. I, okay. you don't want it to happen. No, yeah, no, I just. You were very gung-ho, and it felt like you were like... I'm excited. You were like, whoa, hold on a second. There might be a hiccup. So I was just saying, like, I'm just wondering. I'm even going to do my hair before he comes <laughs> in tomorrow. I'm going to style it. You think he'll notice? I definitely will not. Well, we're going to take some photos with Joey Chestnut. Yeah, I'll probably have a fashionable hat or toque on. <laughs> okay. As uh, is my standard yep, for... That's you. When I get up at six in the freaking morning. No, you're up way before six. You're on the if air I'm at six. I'm here at six in the oh. freaking morning. Okay. Um, so happy Joey Chestnut's Eve, as uh, he will join us uh, tomorrow in studio in the eight o'clock hour. Don't miss that at all. Like, don't miss it. It's going to be good. Um, we're going to try to challenge him to a Timbit eating contest, but we don't know if that's going to happen. It's just no. going to be up to Joey. Jim bits. Jimmy's. Jim yes. Thos. Or donut holes, as they call them in the good old U.S. of A. Um, we got a busy show. But uh, everyone's in their post-Halloween hangover. A lot of chocolate was consumed. A lot of gummies of the both varieties, I'm sure, were consumed yesterday. But you know what November 1st means. What does that mean? You know what it means. What does that mean? Patrick, do you know what that means? It's time to start getting ready for Remembrance Day. Yes. Well, there's that. But it's also Mariah season. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, we have to uh, unthaw her. <laughs> mm. Really the Cadillac of all Christmas songs. Well, of course. And you know the thing is, like, you we've all heard this song a bajillion times, and it still doesn't. You're still not tired of it. Nope, never will be. Turn that's no, that's a hot take. I think there's no, a I, lot of people. I, I don't get. So, I, think well, it's I don't either. But I think there a, is lot a lot of people, people get pretty annoyed with this track. I like don't it. Keep it out. I keep like it. Up. Up. Keep it up. Original Christmas songs. Yep. And Christmas. this was an original song. Here it comes. She still makes like millions of dollars a year on this song. Yeah. Good for her. She should. Mariah. She should. Yeah, um, it is. We're getting there. 
It's almost the holiday season. I mean, yeah, a lot of the houses. Again, up. We, hey, we work it for Rogers, please. It's the holiday season. Driving through Mount Royal yesterday, all those, all the houses are starting to get decked out in Christmas. No, oh, they got their lights um, up. It's like Patrick, what the hell? Holiday season. Oh, holiday season. You know, I'm from the area where we never had a Christmas party. It was a holiday party. She makes six hundred grand a year off this song. No, it's got to be more than that. This song continues to deliver value because each year it yields six hundred thousand dollars in royalties. However, in 2021, it delivered sixteen point two. It keeps going up as the years go on. Yeah, yeah she made six. Yeah, so she and she'll like, do like three commercials every holiday season and just. Yep. That'll pay for gifts. Doesn't Good have to her. work another day in her life because of this song. Well, that's Good not for... true. She used to do commercials every holiday season. Well, yeah, she's but hypothetically, there. she wouldn't have to. Yeah. But it's really hard to get by on 600K a year. Um, yeah, got to live. Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. Listen, champagne ain't cheap. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, as you go to the stores now, the Christmas stuff will be out. Oh, yeah, it'll be front ready center. to hear this song now. It was already kind of in the back. Yeah. But now all the Halloween candy will be discounted. Which would be nice. Yep. Uh, which it doesn't last. Maybe it lasts like two days at yep. these places. Yeah, because everybody's a savage. Yeah. All right. All right. It's enough Mariah. We'll hear it all holiday season, but it is uh, Mariah season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a busy show. Um, Tim McAuliffe, host of Sportsnet Central, going to join us at 6.30 here. 6.30 he's going to join us. So that means we got to do the Rose Report early. Mm, yeah. Um, Dave Dickinson, the head coach and GM of your Calgary Stampeders, ahead of a playoff game this weekend. That's yes, fun. Yes, sir. Everybody's 0-0. That's fun. And then uh, Stanley Cup champion uh, Colin Patterson is going to join us. Patter. At uh, 8 o'clock in studio. Yes, sir. Stop He's got by. a poker charity thing he wants to talk to us about. Let's and see, we'll um, talk about the Flames. See how much candy he got yesterday. Oh, okay. 8.30, we're playing Impossible Flames trivia. Can't wait. Always my uh, favorite. Today is a Flames game day, mm-hmm. Patrick. And it's brought to it's you by... It's not brought to you by anything. Mm-hmm. It's not? No. Oh, boy. Taking on the Dallas Stars. You know what? I should have never doubted you. I'm like, where's the read? I'm going to want to read it. Uh, the Country Hills of Southway do them three times a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, so they'll be back end of November. Well, anyway, uh, it's a Flames game day. Um, at 7 o'clock, why don't you text us uh, the lines that uh, Kadri and Huberto should be playing on? Or maybe they should be playing together. Mm. Why don't we play that game at 7 o'clock? I did like sure. the lines yesterday, what I saw. Okay. Uh, text us your top six involving Kadri and Huberto. Has to be the top six. And, and we'll read some of them and we'll discuss at seven o'clock. Because fans like to do that. Mm-hmm. And let's not get silly. <laughs> let's not say, you know, Tanev on the wing. Let's not do stuff like that. <laughs> All right. Vladar playing center. Let's not do that. But give us your top six that you think might work for Ryan Huska and the Calgary Flames. Why don't you help out the head coach this morning? Mm. 960, 960, name and location. Tweet out. or not? Well, you can tweet out too. Text us the top six for your Calgary Flames. And later on, uh, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing in an earthquake than this. So we'll do that later on in the show. But right now, uh, because we've got Timmy coming up, 
It's time for the Rose Report, and it's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Adam Rose. Rose and Bloom. Matty Rose. Ah, uh, good morning, friends. Yesterday, we had a focused night in sports. Just a couple of hockey games. Game four of the World Series. Three NBA games. The NFL trade deadline was done during the day. Mm-hmm. An evening to just be focused on a couple of things. Before that, we'll get to the Flames, who are back in action today. They'll battle the Dallas Stars at the Saddle Dome tonight. Calgary looks to snap a five-game losing streak. Stars kick off a three-game Western Canadian road trip after they beat Columbus in their most recent tilt. At 5-1-1, the Stars are just a point shy of tying a franchise record for points through seven games. They have the second-oldest roster in the league. Joe Pavelski and Ryan Suter are two of the five oldest players in the league. Hmm. Would you know the other three that make up the top five Suter is fifth oldest. He is okay. 38 and 284 days. Right, one more time. Well, I stall. One more time. Two of the five oldest players in the league are Joe Pavelski and Ryan Suter. Joe Pavelski is 39 and 113 days. Ryan Suter is 38 and 284 days. Who are the other three that fit into the top okay, five? Okay, well, one is obviously Jamie Benn. No, not even close. Mark Giordano. He's the oldest player in the league. Oh, they meant on the stars. Okay. Um, no. No. Um, Ryan Suter is not the fifth oldest player on the stars. Um, Yeah, Gio's got to be one. He's the oldest. 40 years old in 29 days. The only 40-year-old in the league. Um, Who else is super old? Jeff right Carter. Now. Correct. Oh. Bingo. Pittsburgh. He's like 39? 38. 38. And 304 days. You're missing another one. Oh, math. Bingo. Mark Andre Fleury. You read the morning. Oh. <laughs> 38, 338 days for uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Those are the top five oldest players is, in the is NHL. Is he the number one in Minnesota? Uh, He's getting yeah, a lot of starts. Like a 1A, 1B. Yeah. I don't know. They got that Gustafson kid that they really like, but maybe hasn't been as good as last year yet. Yeah. So, I don't he was know. really good against the Flames last year. He was really good last yeah. year, full stop. Um, but, I don't know. Year-to-year goalies, especially young ones. Yeah, not a great start for the Wild. Flames called up Connor Zary yesterday. He's had a great start to his season. Sticking to what I've been good at, playing with confidence, and and I've been playing the wing now the the first last little bit of camp and and the first six games in the American League, so the first month or or whatnot here. And and I think I felt really comfortable there. I found my stride. I think I've been able to play with a little bit more speed being on the wing. And... and, like I said, if I can play with that pace and move pucks quick, it's going to allow me to open up opportunities. Ten points in six AHL games. He's got one goal and nine assists. Dubé and Zadorov both had maintenance days. Dubé got a little bit banged up in the Heritage Classic. It was right in front of me, kind of a weird collision, but he did stay in the game. Here's the lines from yesterday. Huberto with Lindholm and Manjapani. Hunt with Backlund and Coleman. Sharon Govich with Kadri and Zari. And then Greer with Coronado and Dewar. Coronado in the middle of that fourth line. Uyghur, Anderson, Hannafin, Tanev, Gilbert, and Osterle. Zary was getting some reps on power play two as well. Mm. 6.30 start. Flames talk goes at two. We'll also have Kipper and Bourne at three before more Flames talk at four. Then our pregame show at 5.30 ahead of the Stars and Flames at the Dome. So you're saying is we got the Flames covered today. Yeah, we'll probably have the Flames covered today. As we always do. You're home for the Calgary um, You're a guy who watches the Wranglers. Yeah. Very closely. Ah. Well, close. Yeah. You know of the Wranglers. Yeah. Um, deserved call-up. He was oh, the yeah. next guy up. Yeah, without a doubt. I yeah. know you love Klapka. 
Yeah, but this is, if you want someone who's actually going to produce for you and try and create a little bit of offense, it's definitely Connor Zary. I'm a big Klapka guy, but he's more of a fourth line type of role, and I don't know if that's necessarily what this group is in dire need of right now. So, yeah, Zary was definitely the guy that I think was the appropriate call. He's also the first round pick. He's the one that comes with the little bit more of a, uh, hmm, he's touted more. Mm, he should okay. get a little more up. cachet. Yes, there it is. Thank you. A little more pedigree. Mm. Yeah, Look better. at us going through the thesaurus. One of four games on the sked tonight. You can catch all the others with Sportsnet Plus. Starts at five with the Flyers hosting the Sabres at 730. The Blues and the Avalanche will battle in Colorado. And finally at eight, the Ducks host the Coyotes. Couple of surprising teams out of the gate this season. Last night, there was two games. Canucks were hosting the Predators. Second matchup of the season between these two clubs. Elias Pedersen continued his outstanding start to the year. Saucer pass to the right circle for Pedersen. Fake the one-timer. Pedersen, Pedersen shoots, scores! Elias Pedersen has his second of the night and fourth of the season. This one on the power play. And the Canucks lead 3-2. Yes, sir. He gets the game-tying goal. He gets the game-winning goal. He gets an empty netter. He gets his second career hat trick, helping the Canucks out to a 5-2 win. They keep their season-opening home point streak going. They are now at four games, 3-0-1. Through four games at home are the Canucks. Uh, did you hear what uh, Rick Tukit said after the game? What did Rick Tukit say after the game? Uh, he said uh, he liked the fact that he scored three goals, but he was giving the puck away too much. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah that's yeah, he did. Yeah. Grace with a sharp pencil. I really like Rick. Yeah. I, I really like Rick Tukit. Yeah, we should probably grab that clip. Pedersen's got like more points than like Huberto, Kadri, By the way, blah, 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 like, yeah, I know, like I know Maddie's all about hockey drip, as the kids say. Yeah. Um, the Canucks definitely need to go back to the skate. Yes. Black and gold sweaters. Yeah, it looks really good. They're beautiful. And they never yeah. will because Orca Bay. It's stupid. Yeah, let's wear a corporation skating around the ice. I don't think Orca Bay runs them anymore. They act No, they don't. The Aquilini's them, so, bought them. Yeah. So, like, you don't even have anything you, to do with a corporation. Exactly. It's to. your old old company that ran yeah. you. Oh, who, who in Vancouver's like, oh, I love the killer whale? Like, yeah, I know it gives you Sedin and Marcus Naslin and Todd Bertuzzi vibes, but go back to the skate. Like, go back to Stan Smeal, Kirk McLean, Pavel Bure, you didn't Trevor, win a cup in Trevor Linden. One. You went to cup in both of them. Yeah. So. Go yeah. back to the skate. Yeah. It's beautiful. All right. Right on. They actually went to two cups in those. Just like the Jets should throw away their stupid jersey. I think that's coming. I think they're going to be eventually. Yeah. Go back to the the, the real Jets yeah, jersey. That's stupid it, it's, futuristic It's just look. the whole thing that's like, that's not their Jets. But I guess they still use it with the alternate logo. Of course they do. It's coming. All right. Prior to that, Leafs and Kings out in Toronto. Leafs had points in four straight games going in. Kings had points in three straight. Both teams coming off an extra time loss. Leafs also returning home from a five-game road trip while the Kings were beginning a four-game roadie. Basically what I'm saying here, built an excuse, scheduled loss, whatever you want to call it for the Buds. Winds up into the Toronto end. Byfield with his hustle in the corner battling. Works it free. Fiala. Feeds it across right side. Shot. Score! Arthur Kaliev! He had trouble getting the pass initially at the top of the right circle. Settled it down and then beat Wall down low. Yeah, Kaliev can rip the puck. He scores on the power play. Made it 3-0 in the second. Leafs boot off the ice after 40 minutes of play. They scored in the third, but Adrian Kempe got it right back. Quinton Byfield, couple of points. His first two points in Toronto after being born in Newmarket. Um, yeah, shocker. An Ontario kid comes back to uh, haunt the Leafs in a Leafs game. Um, Want to ask both of you this question really quickly? Sure. Are the Canucks the best team in Canada right now? Record-wise, 
Maddie's yes. really contemplating this. Yeah. Because did Ottawa pop in your head too a little bit? No, they okay. kind of faded down again. It was the Leafs. Yeah, they do have points in man. Their blue straight. line and their goaltending, Wolf. Although yeah. if you listen to Toronto radio last week, Joseph Wall's next Wall, Carey man. Price, next the Great Wall of, Ch- of Toronto. Yeah. He was not good yesterday. No, no. he was not good. That yesterday. blue line stinks. Yeah, it always it has it's stunk. not going to be good enough to win a cup. Stink, stank, stunk. Yeah, but uh, John Klingberg, I sure I'm sure will solve all their woes on the blue line. Yeah, also got taken off power play one, so that's good news. Uh, Charlie McAvoy also got suspended four games for his hit on OEL back yeah, on Monday. I thought it should have been more. Maybe five? I don't know. I have no idea when it comes to NHL suspensions. I think they probably just throw, like, a number and a hat. I mean, I'm fine And then they with... pull out the number, and that's a I'm okay with four. He, sta- he yeah. stared OEL down and came from, like, miles yeah. away to chicken wing him in the face. Yeah, yeah he those... also threw the same hit on Verhage earlier in the game. Because uh, he's a bit of a rat. For those of you who don't know, that's the sound effect the NHL sends out for their player safety stuff. Yeah. And then they have like AI voice. For their voice. intro video. Yeah. And it sounds like there's just a lot of heavy doors opening. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. So the heavy doors just sliding open all over the place. Yeah. And essentially, they get the big effect and they all get in a room and it's. That's, that's what I think. Four games. Bingo. Okay. I don't disagree. World Series Game 4 from Arizona yesterday. Texas Rangers had earned a 2-1 series lead, a 3-1 win back on Monday. Andrew Heaney got the ball for the Rangers. Diamondbacks went with their bullpen game. Prior to first pitch, Rangers announced that Aroldis Garcia and Max Scherzer are done for the rest of the World Series. Diamondbacks manager Tori Lavello also spoke to the media before the game. He was not a big fan of how Game 3 ended. Kept him up till 3.30 thinking that no. the team might not have had uh, very much sleep either because this thing got out of hand in a hurry. The pitch. Swing and a ball lined towards the left field corner. Fair ball. That's going to get into the corner. In to score, Leone Tavares. Jankowski on his heels. He's in to score. Simeon racing for third, and he's in. It's a two-run triple for Marcus Simeon. Here's a swing and a high fly ball crushed. Corey Seager unloads out to right center, and it's gone. Oh, boy. Seager absolutely annihilates one over to the left of the pool in right center. And the Rangers now have a 5-0 lead, and he hammered it. Yeah, that was not great. Probably could have just walked Seager there, but, you know, have at her. Give up the three-run dinger instead. At least it didn't get any worse, right? steals the 0-1 crushed in the air left field Guriel back back some more at the track at the wall gone home run Marcus Simeon will touch them all and the Rangers have opened it up it's a three-run homer and Texas now leads it 10 to nothing Yeah, that was all by the third inning. Ten runs given up. The bullpen day just imploding game four for Arizona. Heaney went five innings for the Rangers. He allowed one earned run on four hits, a couple of walks, three strikeouts. Diamondbacks did score some late runs, but they could not make up the huge deficit. 11-7, your final. Texas can win their first World Series in franchise history tonight. First pitch just after six on Sportsnet West. Nathan Eovaldi will face Zach Gallen on the bump. Uh, pretty much give the World Series MVP to Corey Seager. I don't think there's any yeah, question about that. And uh, in the whole history of the old uh, fall classic, the World Series, 
Rangers, the first team in World Series history to score five plus runs in back-to-back innings. <laughs> and no surprise, it's like the lowest watched World Series of all time. Well, didn't I call that? You did. Yeah. NFL trade deadline was yesterday. Trade oh, me boy. right now. Oh, excuse me. Commanders traded Montez Sweat to the Bears for a second what? round pick. Why? The Bears traded a uh, second round pick for Sweat. They got the 27-year-old in the final year of his rookie deal. The Bears are not getting after the quarterback like, very well, and Sweat is one of seven players that have at least five sacks in each of the last five seasons. Like, I get they want to do it this year, and they want to have him next year, but they gave up a, a, a high second-round pick for a player they could have easily signed in free agency yeah, come he, March. Yeah, he's a free agent. He might yeah. not stay in Chicago. The Bears will have $110 million plus to work with in the offseason as well. They could have signed him. Well, no problem. I'm sure they're like, hey, come to Chicago. It's cool. Like, hey, why don't you stay? Because yes, I don't understand the ingrained in the culture early. Like, why, and why would you bring in a guy who could potentially worsen your draft pick stock? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, I don't right get now it. they're picking eighth. One of their picks is eighth. They're not well, even the thing picking is, one two. The thing is, when Justin Fields gets back, they're going to try to win games. I know that you're not going to. You you'd want to get a better draft spot, but sure. you also don't want Justin Fields losing games. You still need to figure out what Justin Fields even is. with Justin Fields they stink. They're you not need- going to be as bad as a lot of other teams. They're not going to be as bad as Carolina. They're not going to be as bad as Arizona. I think they're better. They can be better than Green Bay if Justin Fields can be healthy. I think there's a lot of teams that they're better than. The Packers they're- need to draft a quarterback. No, they don't. <laughs> okay, right. they need to draft uh, an offensive lineman. Okay. Also, trade Chase uh, Chase Young got traded oh to the 49ers goodness. to the Forty ers and essentially they don't have to give up anything. They get a third-round pick, and they'll get it back as compensatory if Young doesn't sign with them. So, him and Bosa together, back again. Bosa's got to get picked up. I mean, he's only got three sacks so far. He's got to get he got going. Paid. Yeah, he got paid too. Well, he missed training camp. That's why he's not. I know he's been banged up, man. Dude. Like it's just an arms race. But Chase Young is Eagles also not a healthy 40- player. Yeah, he's, like not, he's never been healthy. He hasn't lived up to the second his first year. Of the, expectations. His rookie of the year, he tore his ACL. It's like rookie year. He's yeah. not a healthy dude. So I'm not as impressed with this trade as many people think. Okay. Bills added Rasul Douglas from Green Bay. Fills the hole at corner left by Tredavious White's season-ending Achilles injury. Yeah. Yeah. You're what, the Packers, what, is, what, is that, what does that, that mean? That what, is a, that, what is that for? I get you know what it, it was the one member of the secondary that was actually playing well this year. So you uh, mad at that was mad at the Packers? Or yeah. The, okay. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't sure. Where and you're giving up. A, is- you're giving up a fifth round pick while also getting around a high third. You get seven million dollars in cash space. Vikings got Josh Dobbs from the Cardinals. They couldn't wait to ship him out after his antics to start the season. Remember this? Your boy is nowhere to be found. You got all the numbers and no number nine. Couldn't get his own jersey made in the Cardinals team store. Yeah. Threw a big fit. <laughs> Can't remember that. Lions got Donovan Peoples-Jones. Jag- the Peoples receiver. Yes. Do- <laughs> Very good. Thank you, George. Jaguars got Ezra Cleveland. He was the left guard in Minnesota. And late last night, Josh McDaniels and David Ziegler both got late calls in the evening, but they weren't booty calls. It was this guy instead. You're fired. You mean they weren't? it wasn't the you up text and you hope for the bubbles? No. Um... Again, it just goes to show because I mentioned uh, I mentioned um, Gordon Ramsay always talking about kitchen nightmares. It's rotten. Yeah. It's rotten. Uh, the Bill Belichick coaching tree. It's rotten. Mm. Like, look at it. It stinks. Like, Terrible. who's out there? J- Josh McDaniels can't hold a job, but good for him getting four more years paid and millions of dollars for sitting at home. No. Free Mike Babcock of him. Congratulations to Josh McDaniels. You're fine. Still cashing those checks. But look at all the guys. Charlie Weiss couldn't even hack it. Even at Notre Dame, he couldn't hack it. Uh, Romeo du- um, uh, Romeo Cornell could never hack it. That was a head coach. Like Bill O'Brien was okay, I guess, in Houston. Had some success. 
Yeah, but other than on. that, other you can you can argue he was the best out of all of that coaching tree, which is rotten. I don't know why I'm yelling. All right. Stampeders first practice of the week ahead of their playoff game in BC Saturday was yesterday. A few things from the practice report. Reggie Bagleton and Kadeem Carey, both full participants. You love to see that. Brandon Dozier, Jonathan Moxley, both limited. That's not great news. Brad Muhammad also did not practice. So we'll see what the secondary looks like as the week continues. Dave Dickinson said this about what can be learned from the playoffs lo- playoff loss in BC last season. Well, I mean, we looked at what we did, how we practiced. You know, what mindset we came into the game with, uh, watched the game to see, you know, some maybe they they had a week off last year as well. So you should expect some new stuff. Uh, we just have to adjust on the sideline, uh, you know, because when a team has a week off before the game, you know, you should expect trick plays. You should expect things that maybe they haven't shown all year. See what the coach can come up with against the Lions on Saturday. NBA Raptors back at it. Tonight, trying to get back in the win column after dropping three straight, but it will not be easy as they host the Bucks at 5 o'clock. Oh, oh, say, can you see? Little Flavor Flav singing the anthem for you. He was trying to. Uh And he asked to do that. By the dawn. See, nobody came to make Flavor Flav. He wants to sing the anthem. See, the problem is he doesn't have anybody in his life to tell him he can't sing. Sorry. No, yeah, he he has nobody in his life say, you know when you actually try to sing? You can't, bro. Two other NBA teams have asked him to do the anthem since. Oh, wow. How about the Magic and the Clippers last night on Sportsnet 360, boys? No James Harden, but they were running and jumping and shooting and dunking the whole shebang. I went to bed after the first half. I don't know. Magic were up by three. Russell Westbrook looked good. 18 points. Paul George doing Paul George things. 27 points. This Magic team is pretty exciting. Like, when they get the ball, they run very fast. They try and get it to the hoop as quick as possible. It was an exciting game. The Australian who wears the white shoes. Crikey! (laughs) Tonight on our network, no raps. But, 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 can I interest you in the Cans and the Thunder? Zion and Chet? They're both very big. I love Zion, William. 5.30 5.30 on 3.60. After that at 8, Warriors hosting the Kings. Talk about a star-studded affair, George. Like the beam. Maybe not. Darren, Darren Fox, Fox and Clay Thompson. Well, yesterday it said they were both out, but I don't know. We'll All see. Right. Uh, Steph Curry, though, he's been great to start. That'll be at 8 on Sportsnet 3.60. Also, Joel Embiid got fined thirty-five grand for his Degeneration X celebration. Degeneration X knocks at your door. Degeneration X calls you to accept the battle. What? Is that when they uh, invaded WCW? Yes, sir. All we want to do is talk. (laughs) $8,750 per chop or per pump, depending on how racy you want to call it. Well, WrestleMania 40 is in Philly, so I'm going to assume he's going to be a part of it. Hey, 13 games tonight. Busy slate for hoops. Don't miss it. Also, final ATP 1000 tournament of the season is underway in Paris. Baguettes and hand-rolled cigarettes, am I right? Maybe some Bordeaux, champagne, un peu de tennis, couturier-vous de ça? Where's Julian McKenzie when you need him Only right Canadian is FAA. He won his round of 64 match, but now he's got the seven-seeded Stefano Sitsipa from Greece. Also, the Okotoks Oilers and Olds Grizzlies battled tonight at 7. Yesterday, Oilers defenseman Ethan O'Halloran named your defensive player of the week. Two goals, four points over three, fi- three victories. 
at a boil, O'Halloran. And good night and good luck to you, sir. Terrific stuff, Matty. The Rose Report brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. But gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. Straight ahead, Tim McAuliffe at the top of the hour. Texas, your top six involving Huberto and Kadri for the Flames. Why don't you give us your top six for the Calgary Flames? What the line should be for tonight's game down at the Dome against the Stars? 960-960 name and location. We'll discuss that at 7 o'clock. And later on in the hour, why wouldn't you be doing this during an earthquake? It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studios, the big show, Russick and Rose. Sports at 960 to fan. Uh, we shouldn't be playing less Backstreet Boys. We should be playing more Backstreet Boys. Yeah, I mean, sure. Twist my rubber arm. Yeah. GVP, what's, uh? did you just like randomly just pick a song? Yeah, I yeah, asked I him. Just, I just randomly picked this one. Oh, okay. I, I said there's usually it's called like Larger a... Than Life. We're the big show. There we go. Spin it that <laughs> way. Boom. Such a Great fool. job. Um, Sometimes. We're, uh. We're looking for Tim McAuliffe. He's supposed to be joining us. He's on our TV. But, We're looking under the couch. But I know it's not live. Timmy! 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 Tim! Timmy! And uh, we uh, we moved the Rose Report so we could talk we to Tim. We moved the damn Rose Report. It's rushed. Couldn't talk about it a Wait, lot. Wait, did it feel rushed? No, no, no. Oh. No, no. It, no, it was fine. We we had to get going. We couldn't talk about some of the things out of it because we had to get to the 630. Yeah, we wanted to have flow and pace. Yeah, yeah. Keep yeah, it yeah, moving. Yeah. Keep the show moving. That's what we do here. On this esteemed radio program with esteemed journalists like myself, you, and and Patrick. Journalists. Like Stephen Brunt times three in this room. That's what this is. Journalists. Um, Saw this flame stat, too. Oh, fun. Try to get a hold of Timmy. Sure, yeah. Hit me. I love a good flame stat. Yeah, it's no good. Oh. (laughs) So I saw this, and it made me wretch. Oh, um, by the way, top of the hour, uh, we'd love to hear uh, your um, Flames top six inclu- involving Kadri and Huberto. Have you read some of the answers so far? Uh, listen, there's no wrong answer. No, but I'm just saying. I'm about to give you stats and there's no wrong answer when it comes to the Calgary Flames. Okay. Um, points uh-huh. this season in the National Hockey League. Calgary has five points on the season. Mm-hmm. Tied for 30th. Mm-hmm. Uh, points percentage. winning percentage, points Mm -hmm. percentage. That's 31st out of 32 teams. Mm -hmm. And you know how how I know 32 teams? Because it's 32 Thoughts, the podcast. Uh, Goals for... Not that there's eight teams in each division. Yeah. Times four. 19. Yes. Goals for, that's tied for 28th. That ain't good. No. And this one's even stinkier. Goal differential. Oh, yeah. A lot of people love goal differential. And there's, you know, when you're in a tournament and there's like all goal differential, whether or not you advance, uh, Flames minus 15, which is 31st in the National Hockey League. Yeah. The Sharks is like minus 30 already, but how's that possible that an NHL team is that bad? They didn't win the entire opening month of the season, like Patty just said. I mean, they're doing this on purpose. Nine goals in nine games. They are minus 26 on the goal differential. They can't score, and they have arguably the worst defense we have ever seen. Wow. Um, How much would the Sharks beat the Wranglers by? It wouldn't be that much, would it? I don't know. No. Um, mm. Because it is a, it is a large step up. Let me, let me see what this San Jose Sharks roster is. What like do you think, right Patrick? Because Sorry. say that again. They've what got would, a couple of vets. How much would the Sharks beat the Wranglers by if they played? 
Two goals, three goals. I think it'd be a close game. Maybe four two sharks. Win. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Especially if Dustin Wolf was wearing those new pads. My goodness, those yeah. things look and that good. Fourth goals an empty netter. Okay. Listen, they've got a whole bunch of like young skilled players that could probably light the AHL on fire, like a Fabian Zetterlund or a Philip Zadina or William Eklund. Like those would all be guys that produce some points, probably similar to what we've seen from Matthew Phillips in his AHL tenure. That would not surprise me. They got a couple of good vets, eh, but their defense is really not that good. Mark Edward Vlasic, Mario Ferraro is a fine player. They got Jan Ruda. I do, haven't heard of basically any of these other guys that play on their blue line. Kyle Burroughs is there. Do they win more than 11 games? Which that was their least amount of wins they've ever had in their franchise. What was that 92, 93, 92 expansion year? Yeah. Second year. That, was their, was that say, wasn't even their expansion. That was the say, year after their when expansion When they were playing year. at the Cow Palace? Yes, they were. I was going to say, what about the expansion year? 11 wins? Or they had, lockout, 17, lockout wins. Year. They had yeah. 17 wins in their expansion year. I uh, When I ask questions like this, it just reminds me of uh, Flames assistant coach Mark Savard, what he told me when we worked together. Mm. Uh, he goes, George, uh, the uh, Canadian major junior hockey to the AHL is one step. Hmm. AHL to NHL is five steps. Mm-hmm. That's what he told me. So the talent discrepancy between the A and the NHL is well, vast. Logan Couture is hurt right now, so that would help the Wranglers' cause. Yeah. Maybe when he comes back, they'll be 31st in the NHL. I don't know who they're going to pass. Maybe the Flame? Oh, God. No. Oh, God. No, oh, God. Please. No, 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 no. I mean, yeah. like, like, it's this is sad. This was what the Sharks have become because this was a team over the last yeah, you know, but the past 10 years. They they built and they paid to be... Contender. Exactly. They paid these guys. They paid all their stars. Um, they got Eric oh, yeah. Carlson. They get, this is what would, would have happened. And, and it's they never clicked. They never won a Stanley Cup and maybe that would have made it feel better yeah. that if the Sharks were able to win a banner over that entire 10, 15 year stretch that this crap would have felt a lot better. But it's like they didn't even win during that time. No. They got the that, one final. That California road trip? Used that to be was a nightmare. Hard. Murderous. You, you, it was terrible. You would go from Thornton and Marlowe to Getzlaff and Perry to Kopitar and Doughty. Yeah. In the span of usually yeah. four nights. Yeah. Yeah. And along the way, you would face Jonathan Quick, some goaltender, probably Anti Niemi in San Jose. Were you always pro or Anti Niemi? I mean, you probably like yeah, getting the boss. The boss was tough to always beat there, too. Did anybody like, hear me? Anybody hear that one? Come on, that was a good one. This thing on? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember. Who. <laughs> There's Eric Carlson. Such a good so laugh. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Yeah, it was murderous through Cal. Well, it used to be like that in Alberta. Hey, Martin Jones was their hey, top goalie. The 80s, you go through Alberta. Well, that's two losses. Mm, yeah, and then there was also the times when going through Alberta, you were like, oh, maybe. There's four points. Like, uh, maybe the Sedins, yeah. I guess you're worried about. Mm. And then oh, you no, know, we got to play Roman Turek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Large is playing for the Flames. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get one past Roman Turek. And if you caught Jerome McGinley yeah. in the first month of the yeah. season and you managed to just oh, like, leave him alone. Freddie Brathwaite's in net for the Oilers tonight. Yeah. Watch out. <laughs> it's going to be a tough game. Freddie Brathwaite played for the Oilers, didn't he? No. I know. He played sure? here. I don't he think played for he Winnipeg. Played no, he didn't. No, he played oh. here. I'm trying to think of like really mediocre Oilers goaltenders throughout the years. 
Uh, Are you sure Freddie Brown? Yeah. He played for the Oilers. Yeah, but he suck on that. But he didn't play with them when they were, uh, you know, no. he was he was a backup. He wasn't playing with them in like the 2000s. Okay. With Dwayne okay. Rollison? Yeah. Did he have good numbers? No, he, when was, he, was he got there? them to Took a cup, cup final. Oh, yeah. If he did get yeah, hurt, okay. they probably yeah, yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah, got yeah, there yeah, right yeah, after. Yeah. Who was their goalie before that, though? Let's see. The Cujo was there until 02. Yeah. Then he yeah, signed in Toronto. Yeah. And then he disastrously signed in Detroit, which never worked out. So uh, those numbers for the Flames are uh, they're scary. Um, they are just brutal. Um, and all of a sudden, um, lots of chatter that uh, watched it on the old television last night. That the uh, it's on Sportsnet right now. Ben Scrivens. Um, apparently, Hannafin <laughs> and his camp are like, oh, let's dial it back a little bit. Well, and, and on contract extension talks. And uh, probably should have mentioned this in the morning report too, but the Eric Francis article from yesterday was one that I think a lot of people should probably read if if you're a fan of the Flames or pondering what's going to happen next with this organization because essentially what Eric's reporting is that the Flames have put a pause on all contract negotiations with this thing and um, he's used the terms a precipice of having to take a radical new approach not a tear it down rebuild as most are clamoring for but a significant retooling would almost certainly involve trading the aforementioned flames pillars that would be noah hannafin and elias lindholm so as much as noah hannafin and elias lindholm have also said "Mm, maybe not it sounds like ownership who was in town for the heritage classic said has said "Eh, maybe maybe we just maybe we just stop for now maybe we just wait and see how the next little bit goes here. See, that, and then we'll then we'll see what happens. I, I just I just don't understand that, and here's why. Well, you say you want to retool, but you're trading away the team's number one center. Like, okay, you want to retool. Where are you finding another number one center then? Like, you're gonna try to trade from a for a team's you know top prospect center if you're if you're Lindholm because what what's Lindholm and Hannafin potentially gonna fetch? <sighs> It, this this is where it, like that's it, what that's what I don't understand. I don't know. This gets into a thing of semantics with words, and everyone wants to say retool instead of rebuild because one is significantly scarier to the bottom line of a franchise. But <laughs> they're essentially the same thing. You're going to do the same thing. It all depends on how good your team is when you sell off your parts, whether you're rebuilding or you're retooling. And frankly, I think with the way that this team has gone so far this season, that if you take away an Elias Lindholm or a Noah Hannafin. That's kind of a rebuild. How good is this team really? How much further are they going to get from the Sharks if you take away their number one center and a guy who plays 25 minutes a night on their blue line? They're going to be better than the Sharks, don't get me wrong, but how much better? I don't know. If they keep playing like this, not that good. If they keep playing Jacob Markstrom a lot, they'll they'll get ahead of them. But if they, like, I've, is Jacob Markstrom their biggest trade chip right now? I don't know. The guy's got term and he looks great again. And that guy's going to probably be the biggest thing that keeps you away from the draft lottery. Wouldn't, More so than Huberto and Caudry. You know, and I, th- I think that's a fascinating point that uh, I don't think we were really talking about that you just brought up. You right. only talked about it because of his no move, right? And I've always been adamant about this. And I didn't think you should trade him because I think you can compete with a goalie like him. You know where he would go? Where? That needs a goaltender? L.A.? Edmonton? L.A. needs a goalie bad if they want yeah, to play. Yeah, L.A. needs a goalie. There's also a team uh, that uh, the former general manager of this team is the general manager Toronto of Maple Leafs. Yep. yep. I don't know they kind of how they fit him in, though. They're, well, the, the, so the Flames that have to eat. Yeah, that, that's the thing with but, Mark, but if you're Jacob Markstrom. There's but, two things here. A, he would have to want to do it, and I don't know if he does. I, does he, okay, want, does he want to get this ship right? 
maybe? Or does he want to try something else if they approach him? Listen, at Hard this point, say. at this point of Jacob Marstrom's career, he wants to be on a contending team, I would imagine. Yeah. Right? There is something to be said about comfort and wanting to be with a team and being here long term. I get under I understand all of that. But Jacob Markstrom, and I don't know him personally, strikes me as a guy that wants to win a Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And if he continues to be their best player, which I don't unequivocally he has been their best player so far this season. And if he continues that level, yeah, why not trade potentially Jacob Marshall? Problem is, what are you getting for him? He turns 34 at the end of January. How many years left does he have on his Two deal? Two more years at six per. That's reasonable with Extremely the cap allegedly going up. reasonable. He's yep. had one off year where the entire team was a dumpster fire. Yep. And he's been their best player up to this point. And like you've said, the competitive nature of this guy, like I've always said, he's a top 10 net miner in this league. I still believe that. I think that if you're going down a list of goalies that you would want to start for you in the playoffs, you're not getting past 10 before you get to Jacob Marshall. I, I have no idea how they do this, how they make it work. I'm just saying. No, and I don't think here, it here, is. An, I think it's on the table. But here, I'm just, as I was thinking about Francis's story yesterday, it's one of the things that came to my mind. Here's And again, it just makes a ton of sense from the Flames perspective because you open up spots. You open up a spot for Dustin Wolf and Dan Vladar to you be see your if Vladar wants to, can take more of a workload as a right. full time guy. Sure. Yeah, those are good problems to have. You you deal from strength, which is what good good but organizations continually do. That's a rebuild. Oh, that's no. a rebuild. That's move. fine. That's but not that's a fine. retool move, though. It is. Um, I don't know how this team would make it work. I have no idea if they have the assets to make this move. But Jacob Markstrom to the Penguins would make a ton of sense to me. They can't get a save either. Yeah, Tristan Jari's been up and down. But and he's got, got he's so never, much more hasn't played more than 50, 60 games in a season. Like, but how would they even make that work with their cap system? And who do they have left good. that they can actually trade? Yeah. Like, I that team is up against it. With I don't Kyle, think Kyle be, Dubas has his hands full. I, if the Pittsburgh. Flames are moving Markstrom, I don't think they'd be obviously getting a whole ton in return. I, I think one of, the, one of the stipulations probably would be just to, they don't want to retain any salary. Exactly. But they maybe retain salary to sweeten up the deal. Yeah, that would probably... I don't think this is something you look at and you say, yeah, we can take half, because, you know, if, if you're saying that with some of the other guys who are UFAs at the end of the year, sure. But this but, all goes back to what we were talking about in the offseason when it comes to the Calgary Flames. What's the one thing all of us said on this show? The Flames are, are they're too good to be in the lottery. The starts of this season, are we sure about that? Like, if no, they kept like, this they're team on pace together, to be a lottery like, team. They're right now... Well, they're, they're 31st. Exactly. Like, there's... They're right there. like, And then this is where I'm like, when is the time to say, hey, this is not happening? When is that day? Because you're running out of time real quick here. Yeah. 20 like, game mark? Because what Elliot the had, it on, game mark, Elliot had it on 32 thoughts last week. I think it was once the calendar hits November 1st, only one team in the last 20 years has actually come back from a big deficit to actually make the playoffs. And it actually was a Flames team. Well, wasn't it the Blues that were dead no, last no, no. on January? It, it actually wasn't it, because it was it was the Blues. It was oh, okay. it was a different start. It was the start of the season to okay. get to November. But again, 1st. you can you can pick any arbitrary date and make a stat like that. Mm-hmm. Like again, the Blues were dead last on but New exactly, Year's Day, and then it doesn't happen. Teams do not I make the playoffs. Know it doesn't where the happen. Flames are, they're not making the playoffs. I'll say that right now, they're not making the playoffs. I don't think they're as bad as they're playing right now. They're not. It's it's much like Week One in the NFL. Mm. Uh, you're never as good mm. as you look. You're never as bad as you look. Mm-hmm. The Flames aren't this bad. No, they're not. But when you watch, just watch their last few games, like just offensively, just the frustration and the lack of, you know, 
creating quality scoring chances. It's just so frustrating. Well, he can't get through the neutral zone. It was something Ryan Huska talked about. He was asked yesterday what he thought one of the biggest problems was, and that was his thing. Turnovers in the neutral zone. They, sh- they kill you because you're trying to get this team moving faster and moving up the ice, and all of a sudden you have a pass that goes off. It goes to the wrong team. It's turning you the other way. You got odd man rushes against. And and you're trying to go the other way. You're trying to create offense this way. Yeah. You're not creating any rush opportunities. You're not getting sustained pressure. They're not doing anything off well, the rush. And that's uh, one of the problems for me. Uh, ben in traffic. Thanks for the text. Uh, Montreal doesn't have the Flames first round pick this no, year. The it's conditions of year. that trade are all met. Yeah. yeah that, they're all met. Yeah, Montreal does next year the Habs have. They don't. No, they, they don't. don't. No, the, no. All the conditions have been met in this trade. They're going to, they're not even going to get the 2024 fourth anymore. Conditions. If Calgary's 2022 first round pick is in the top 10, Calgary has the option to transfer their 2023 first. If they elect to transfer their 2023 first instead of the 2022 pick, Montreal will then also receive a 2024 fourth. They did not do that. Okay. So the conditions have been met in this trade. Which, that's the, which deal? The type, the Foley trade. Okay, so. No, no, I'm talking the people Monahan People are talking about the oh, Monahan, Monahan trade. The Monahan oh, deal is the okay. one I'm talking that's about. The Not tw- the, and that's the 2025. Yeah, the 2025ers okay. is Montreal. That's what I forgot the Monahan trade. My yeah. bad. Yeah, so if you're the Flames and you're making all these deals, yeah, um, you have to get that pick back. Because if I'm the Habs and I'm staring at the Flames first round pick in 2020, wouldn't that be the most flamesy thing ever? They also do have the Panthers pick. And there's like a whole bunch of stipulations to kind of help Calgary out here. Like there's three different sub scenarios that this pick goes through. It's got a ton of conditions on it. This was one of the ones that uh, I think I have the clip from True Living here back when he said uh, this about the uh, conditions on the trade. You're really having trouble sleeping tonight. Just read the conditions of what's attached to that. And that should put everybody to, to bed sleepily soundly for that. Do you want me to read through them? Yeah, no, probably not. No, I don't. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're Conroy in the flames, I'm sure they're well aware of not having that first round pick. So what, it, it's what you get for next year's draft. Here's the thing. If Calgary moves up in this, this year and they finish with their draft pick being between 20 and 32, Montreal can take it this year. But that's there's, probably not going to happen. There's no way they're. I don't think it this they're year. finishing twenty between twenty and thirty. I don't think they're going to be a top twelve team at the end of the year, as far as the draft goes. So, hmm. and these are all things that, again, you keep talking about it, and you're right. Nobody would be a bigger player at the deadline than the Calgary Flames. The Flames pick is top ten protected in twenty twenty five as well. So there's some stuff around it. Oh. Okay. There's all sorts of stipulations around this thing. There's Okay. All right. They've they've given themselves some protection. I don't think that we're going to see a scenario where the Canadians are picking top 5 with the Flames pick in 2025. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Um what I do want to see is uh text to send your top 6 for the Calgary Flames involving Kadri and Huberto for tonight's game against the Stars. Give us some line combinations that we can chew on. Because I'd like to hear from you. 960, 960, name and location. At 730, the head coach and GM of the Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson, will join us. And I'll tell you, like, why wouldn't this guy be doing this during an earthquake? Mm. Uh, We'll do all of that. It's the big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan.